Thank you, Doug Apple. This is Lowell Jackson. Let's have some fellowship. Today I want to fellowship about something that we all think we know about. But let's see if we really do. Um, what I'd like to fellowship with you about is the Bible. We think we already know all about the Bible, right? Um, do you know how many um, authors there are in the Bible? Do you know how many um, years it took to write the Bible? Do you know how many um, books there are in the Bible? How many subjects there are in the Bible? Well, um, those are just some of the kind of objective, factual things, but uh, let's uh, tweak your curiosity a little bit, but get into something far more important than those uh, objective things. The Bible has 40 writers, took about 15 or 1600 years. It has uh, 66 books, and according to the Lord Jesus Christ in John chapter 5 verse 39 it has one subject and the one subject is him the, Jesus yes is the subject of Deuteronomy Genesis Exodus Leviticus Psalms Proverbs Jesus is the subject because the Lord Jesus said uh, the law and the prophets are concerning me two categories in the Old Testament of course the law and the prophets and the Lord said, they're about him. And there's one author, according to the apostles' teaching, which we call the New Testament, Second Peter chapter 1, it says that the Spirit bore along, that's born along, carried along, uh, those uh, 40 writers toward this one amazing possession that we're allowed to have, the Bible. Now, um, just consider for a moment, the people who gave the Lord Jesus the biggest problem were people who read the Bible. The people who gave him the biggest problem were those who had studied the Bible and who knew it very, very well. I'm wondering if we are considering how this might apply to us. Because the two most common words that you probably hear coupled with the word Bible, the two most common verbs are, we Christians talk about Bible study, or we talk about reading the Bible. But you know, do you think it's possible that just reading or studying the Bible might actually limit our spiritual growth? It certainly kept those Bible scholars recorded in the Gospels from recognizing God right in front of them. Now, consider just a moment. Almost every library in the world has thousands and thousands of volumes in it, and most of them, in most countries, would have a copy of the Bible. So here's the Bible among all these other books. How is it different? If you uh, approach any of those other books, you would probably approach them by reading them, 
perhaps even by studying them. Should we approach the Bible in a different way? But that's what we Christians usually consider is adequate. Read the Bible, study the Bible. Well, um, we're not against reading the Bible and studying the Bible. Ezra told God's people to read the law, read, read it out loud, read it in public. And Paul told young Timothy to study. Uh, however, maybe if we stop there, we're stunting our growth. Let me mention a couple verses that might help make this point. In Hebrews chapter 4, verse 2, it's the, the scriptures say that our predecessors, those people of God who were trying to follow God in the uh, Old Testament times, got no profit from the word. And now remember, they were the people on the planet who had the word of God. It had been entrusted to the Jews, God's people, the people of Israel. They had the scriptures. But Hebrews chapter 4 verse 2 says it did not profit them. The word did not profit them because they failed to mix it. Did you know there's a spiritual recipe here? A crucial formula here? In this verse in Hebrews chapter 4 verse 2 says that they failed to profit from God's word because they did not mix it with faith. Maybe they were just treating it like other books to consider, know about, perhaps read every now and then or study every now and then. But the apostle says it needs to be mixed. It needs to be mixed with faith. In Ephesians chapter 6, one of the highest, of course, books in the, in the entire scriptures, the apostle tells us that we receive God's word in a very special way. We receive the word not just by reading, not just by studying. He mentions neither in this very high chapter. He says you receive the word by means of all prayer and petition. Receiving is a higher form of acquisition than reading or studying. He talks about receiving the word by means of all prayer. And 2 Timothy chapter 3 verse 6 3 uh, chapter 3 verse 16 the apostle tells young Timothy that all scripture has something that separates it from every other book in the library all scripture is god breathed the word there is theonumatos it means god breathed it out breath of course is a characteristic of life um, in Hebrews chapter 4 verse 12 it tells us another very important distinguishment about uh, the scriptures as opposed to all other books it says that the word of God is living can you say that about any other book in the library it's living it's alive 
And the scripture goes on to say, the word of God is living and operative. In other words, it's not only living, but it operates. It does something. It has an effect. It has a purpose. Something happens when it is allowed to be what it really is, the breath of God. The Lord Jesus said in John chapter 6, verse 63, he said, The words, the words that I speak to you are spirit and are life. Isn't that impressive? The words, his words are spirit and life. So when we approach the scriptures in the way of uh, letting it do what it desires to do, it will invariably lead us to God himself in an intimate, personal, living, operating way. In fact, the purpose of the written word is to bring us in contact in the experience of the living word. The Lord Jesus in John chapter 1 is presented to us as the word becoming flesh. Let's give a few quick examples of what the function of the Word of God in its operating does with us. According to Luke 24:44, it testifies concerning the Lord Jesus. The Lord Jesus told the people there that the Scriptures are about Him. In uh, 2 Timothy 3:15, it says, "The Scriptures make men wise unto salvation." In 1 Peter 1.23, it says that the Scripture causes men to be regenerated. They get the divine life by encountering God in the Scriptures. In 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 2, Peter says that we should long for the spiritual milk of the Word. I wonder if we have that kind of appetite. Uh, I know a little newborn right now whose uh, father's been on this program. This uh, little one just came out of TMH. She likes to uh, have milk about every three hours. doesn't matter if it's midnight or three in the morning. Uh, the convenience of others. This little baby longs for the milk. That's our approach. And, of course, milk is something that's uh, healthy and necessary for growth. First Timothy chapter 4, verse 6, it talks about the word nourishing us. Do you know of any other book in the library that will nourish you? This is something organic because the word is living and he wants the divine life in a regenerated believer to expand and grow. Isaiah chapter 55 talks about, you know, being thirsty but God's word will quench that thirst, refresh us. In Proverbs chapter 4, verse 20 and 22, the scriptures strengthen us. This is, uh, again, spiritually organic, not based on objective knowledge like we would get from another book. Ephesians 5.26 says the word washes us. Can you go into the library and say that about any other book, that it will wash you? Acts chapter 20, verse 32 says the scripture will build us up, strengthen us. 
you know what it's like to see a, a, a young relative, a five-year-old, a 10-year-old that you haven't seen in a few months. What's happened to them? They've increased. They've been built up just by eating every day. God's Word is the spiritually organic, living increase that we need to grow. In fact, Second uh, Timothy three fifteen through 17 says the Word will complete us. It will perfect us. Can you know of any other operating that will do that? In John chapter 17, verse 17, when the Lord Jesus was praying to the, for, for you and I, he asked the Father to sanctify us. That means to set us apart, make us special, make us different, keep us from being common. That would be his people expressing him. And what was supposed to do that? What did he ask the Father to use in order to separate us and sanctify us? He said, sanctify them in your word. Sanctify them in your word. Your word is truth. And then according to Psalms 119, the word enlightens us. There is a mysterious, mystical kind of experience when you touch the Lord in the word and he shines light uh, on your experience, on your situation, on some realization of who he is and what he's doing. And then, of course, uh, one we've mentioned often here on this program, Jeremiah fifteen sixteen, he said, I found your words and I did eat them. Would you do that with anything else in the library? I found your words and I did eat them. So God's word is something we need to uh, take into us, digest, uh, turn it into a prayer, and... Um, give it back to God, that means there's been some process, processing in us. And there's some operating that can start to happen with this living and operating Word of God. And I again take you back to Ephesians six seventeen and 18, where Paul said to receive the Word by means of all prayer. So um, I don't think we do that with any other book. Let's go beyond reading. Let's go beyond studying to turn the Word of God into an, ex an experience of touching God in the moment by looking for Him, opening to Him, receiving Him, uh, welcoming Him, letting the, the encounter with His Word be a conversation. Um, We'll be back in just a moment with some more fellowship, but I hope this uh, will help us. Uh, much of this has uh, helped me from um, the footnotes in the recovery version. If you'd like a free copy of the recovery version, my favorite study Bible, you can get one from bfa.org. That stands for Bibles for America.org, and they'll send you one at no charge. We'll be right back in just a moment with more fellowship. the end of the world 
And when he was questioned by the Pharisees as to when the kingdom of God was coming, he answered them and said, The kingdom of God does not come with observation, nor will they say, Behold, here it is, or there, for behold, the kingdom of God is in the midst of you. Luke chapter 17 verses 20 and 21. These verses prove that the kingdom of God is the Savior Himself. Wherever the Savior is, there the kingdom of God is. He is the seed of the kingdom of God to be sown into God's chosen people, to develop into God's ruling realm. Since His resurrection, He has been within His believers. Hence, the kingdom of God is within the church today. Scripture, Luke 17, verses 21 and 22, and commentary from the New Testament Recovery Version, published by Living Stream Ministry. For more information, visit lsm.org. This is Lowell Jackson, with a very special opportunity for you to get a three-volume set called The Basic Elements of the Christian Life. Probably about a dozen different chapters in these three volumes that are very short, very practical, that will help you in your Christian life. There is absolutely no charge. Here's some of the chapter headings in it. The mystery of the human life. The secret of calling upon the name of the Lord. How to experience Christ in the moment. How to have a time with the Lord in the morning. A simple way that you can touch the Lord. The way to approach the Word of God by turning it into a prayer. The series is called Basic Elements of the Christian Life, and it's yours absolutely free. You can even start reading it right now as they send the hard copy to you. Go to bfa.org. Basic Elements of the Christian Life. bfa.org. Thank you, Doug Apple. He makes it so easy for us to uh, have fellowship. We appreciate the gifts the Lord has given our dear brother. Let's have some fellowship with a dear sister that I've gotten acquainted with recently, Latasha McCoy. Thanks for swinging by Wave 94, Latasha. You're welcome, Brother Lowell. Now, you know, a lot of folks uh, can't see your smile, but uh, I think they can probably sense it's coming uh, forth. But Mm -hmm. uh, let's get a little better acquainted. Okay. uh, Because a lot of folks don't uh, know you, of course. Uh, Okay. Give us the short version (laughs) of your your, your life story, okay? The reason I say short is because, you know, Doug, he's got me on a time budget, so we can't go too long, all right? Okay, I understand. Well, I'm a native of Thomasville, Georgia, born and raised. Uh, moved to Tallahassee about three and a half years ago. Uh, work over here in the state of Florida for the state. Um, enjoying it. I like my job enough to, to move over this way, move down south a little bit further. Um, have been with the Lord uh, for most of my life. Haven't been a perfect person. I've made many mistakes, even as a Christian. Um, but God's grace is sufficient for me. Um, I've reached a point in my life to where, you know, I, 
you know, I feel like I don't have any more time to waste. And I wanted to to go hard after God. You know, I wanted to follow hard after the things of God. And I felt like um, while I was over here in Tallahassee, I wanted to, um, like I said, pursue God more. I, I was hungry. I was thirsty for more of God. Mm-hmm. And um, I uh, recently enrolled in uh, the Tallahassee Christian College and Training Center. Um, it was introduced to me or, or uh, shared with me by a coworker of mine. So I registered uh, back in January for my first course, uh, which is called Really Enjoying the Bible, which is taught by you, Brother Lowell, and I really enjoy it. And it's helping to satisfy that spiritual hunger and thirst that I have. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to what God is going to do um, for me, through me, um, while I'm on this journey. Um, with TCCTC in my life. Um, so that was, that was your, this your first semester? My very first semester. And what do you do for the state? Uh, well, I, I work uh, kind of IT, customer service. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's kind of what I do right now. So. You mentioned you made some mistakes in your life. <laughs> Were they good learning experiences? Definitely. Definitely good learning experiences. Don't want to make those same mistakes again. Uh, a lot of heartache on some of those, some tears. Um some loss, you know, I've, I've experienced grief in my life, uh, sudden loss, sudden death mm-hmm. um, in my life. Um, had to go back and ask forgiveness uh, for things that I may have said or done in my life. Um, I've seen God bring restoration um, in some relationships in my life. So I'm a, I'm a witness to that, that God can restore uh, broken relationships, broken homes. Um, he can bring healing. Um, amongst family members, you know, um, he's a miracle worker. Someone once told me that you know God is really the God of recovery, and we're all mm-hmm. we're all examples of that because yes. He didn't just give up on us when we mm-hmm. rebelled and f- fell and went away, but uh, He right. is recovering us. Yes. So he, this seems to be His mm-hmm. His heart, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, his, his specialty. Well, you mentioned uh, Natasha a word. That probably not too many Christians maybe associate at least right off the bat with God when you said enjoy, mm-hmm. enjoy God. Yes. What, would you, what would you want a fellow believer to know about enjoying God? We can take delight in God. We can 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 have pleasure in, or take pleasure in God. You know, in our relationship and in our walk with Him, um, He doesn't want to know us from a distance. He wants us to be close. He wants us to be intimate with Him. And I think uh, that's what enjoying God encompasses. It's about being uh, close to Him or being intimate with God. Um, and, and, and more than what we just kind of understand with our natural minds, you know, it's about going a little bit deeper into the things of God. Um, and I think that requires, or I know, Brother Lowell, that that requires a connection, and the connection that I'm talking about is the spirit-to-spirit connection. Um, and and the, the topic that I want to kind of focus on, you know, this afternoon in our fellowship, it centers around centers around enjoying God, but also, and I want people to stay with me in the spirit realm, you know, um, seeing God as our food and drink. You know, what does it mean to know God as your food and your drink? You know, what does that mean to the believer? You know, because just as our food and our drink are necessities for us to live in the natural realm, you know, we need those things for our physical bodies to grow and to be nourished, to be healthy, to be strong. So it is in the spirit, you know, and God is our spiritual food and drink. 
You know, Jesus referred to himself many a times, you know, in the New Testament as as food, you know, the bread of life, the bread of heaven, the lamb of God, you know, the living water, you know, Holy Communion, something we do on a regular basis as Christians, you know, eating his body, drinking his blood for that spiritual nourishment that we need to grow stronger, you know, in the Lord. So how, how does a person do that? You know, if they if you're getting somebody's uh, mm-hmm. interest peaked and they say, well, you know, I, I do eat food every day uh, to supply me. Uh-huh. And since I'm overweight, you can see that I eat food for more than just the supply I need. I, I eat it because mm-hmm. a lot of it I really enjoy and like it and it's, it tastes good. So mm-hmm. how does a believer do this uh, uh, with God? Well, uh, there are a number of different ways, and you kind of touched on this earlier, Brother Lowell. Uh, We don't just want to read or study the Bible. You know, we want to take it in and digest it. Um, And one of the ways that we can do that is through prayer. You know, prayer is one of those ways that we can connect to God, you know, in the spirit realm. You know, going back to that spirit to spirit connection, because our spirits or our spirit is the deepest part of who we are as a person. You know, and God has said in his word through Jesus that God is spirit and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. So when our spirit, which is the deepest part of us, connects with God's spirit, you know, we make that intimate connection to where we can absorb, you know, God, more of God, more of who he is, you Mm -hmm. know, in the spirit, because we really don't understand him with our natural minds. We can't understand him with our natural minds. So it requires us. To make a spirit to spirit connection so that we can get a deeper understanding of who he is. You know, we can come to him in prayer, you know, make those prayers and those requests and those supplications before him, mm-hmm. you know, absorb him, meditate on his word, chew on it. You know, we chew our food before we swallow. We don't just stick it in and swallow. <laughs> you know, we chew on it, you know, so that we can break it down in smaller pieces that our body can digest, you know. Mm-hmm. And we can use, you know, the nutrients and the the minerals and things that's that's in our food and our drink, you know, to strengthen our bodies. So I think prayer is very important, you know, making that spirit to spirit connection, you know, with the Lord so that we can absorb more of who he is, you know, so that we can grow in the spirit. Do you find that um, there's a better time of day to uh, to kick that in gear and Yes, and it's it's not always easy for me to do it, but I I, I know in my heart that I'm a proponent of the morning time. Mm -hmm. You know, for me, things are a lot quieter. Um, I'm a single lady. I don't have any kids, so um, I can really take advantage, you know, of those quiet times at home, you know. And I find that, you know, before, you know, the world awakes, you know, I can find that quiet time with the Lord, you know, early in the morning, you know, as soon as I fight the sleep off, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, and I can roll out of bed or just, you know, open my eyes and say, thank you, Lord, you know, for new mercies and new graces, you know, on today. You know, thank you for another opportunity, you know, to share the good news or to show forth Christ, you know, to the world. So I I, I feel like the morning time uh, would be a better time. And I feel like it sets your day, Brother Lowell. Well, have you? Uh, you've been taking this class. We've been on a little journey together. I've been learning some, some good things from my fellow uh, learners in this class. Um, what have you? Uh, did, 
What impre- has impressed you? What would you like to share about uh, the word and uh, how to approach it and how to uh, enjoy it? I think it's the title of the class, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, oh, we've learned so much. Um, but one of the things um, I think that has stood out the most to me. Um, it comes um, with uh, us being three-part beings, you know, mm-hmm. the body, the soul, um, and the spirit. And what that means, you know, I've, I've never really allowed my mind to meditate as much on what it meant to make a spirit-to-spirit connection, you know, mm-hmm. with the Lord. Mm-hmm. Because that's where that's where the power is. Mm-hmm. You know, that's where the revelation is. You know, that's where the, the true essence of who God is. It's in the spirit. You know, and, and everything that we do should be in the spirit. You know, uh, Ephesians six eighteen tells us to pray in the spirit. You know, God says, my words are spirit and they are life. You know, so making that spirit to spirit connection is key. You know, it's paramount, you know, when it comes to the things of the spirit, because you don't have the full picture. You're not going to get a full understanding or revelation of who God is if you're not in the spirit. You know, without his spirit, there is no life. Mm-hmm. You know, his spirit is life, you know. so. And this takes some exercise, doesn't it? Because we are so surrounded by the physical, mm-hmm. so entangled with the physical, yes. so overwhelmed by the physical. Mm-hmm. Uh, the physical just comes at us, uh, whether we <laughs> it's through our ears or through our eyes or through our touch, you know, mm-hmm. to get into uh, the spirit. Mm-hmm. Um have uh, our spirit connected with the Lord's spirit in an experiential way mm-hmm. requires some exercise. Yes, you know, some some c- kind of g- getting out of the mud. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I so can't come up with a better word than exercise. You know, it, it's just some huffing and puffing. Yeah, right? we learned that our spirit is an, is it's an organ. We can exercise it. You know, it's a muscle. We can build it. We mm-hmm. can build it up, and we we do that by exercising it in the spirit. Mm-hmm. You know, with God's word through praying. You know, meditating on the Lord, mm-hmm. you know, absorbing the Lord, mm-hmm. you know, seeking his face, you know, reading and studying, but making sure we're receiving from God as well. I know we were talking talking about prayer, you know, and prayer is it's a two way thing. So it's a dialogue, you know, between you and another person or other people. So you're not the one that's doing all the talking. So there are points along the way in that conversation where you're going to be quiet and you're going to listen and you're going to allow that other person or those other people to speak. And to share their perspective, mm-hmm. you know, and I and and that's where the relationship building comes in. You know, you begin to see things from their perspective, you know, from a different angle, you know, that you may not have thought of before, mm-hmm. you know. So, you know, we're kind of interdependent on each other, you know, we're the body of Christ. One unit made mm-hmm. up of many different members, mm-hmm. you know, each member has a special part to play. You know, I don't have the full picture individually. You know, two of us don't have the full picture individually. You know, it requires all of us, you know, to see the full picture. So um, I think that's very important that we um, allow ourselves the time to quiet our souls, you know, because that seems to be one of the more challenging pieces of who we are. We're body, Mm -hmm. we're soul, and we're spirit. Those emotions, you know, can be challenging. It takes a whole lifetime, right, Brother Lowell? To real that that soulish real man, you know, but quieting our souls so that we can hear the spirit, 
the Spirit of God, the Spirit of the living God, because He's talking. You know, you remind when the Lord said if we would come to Him, mm-hmm. we would find rest mm-hmm. for our souls. souls. He didn't say rest for your spirit, <laughs> rest for your body. Mm-mm. He knows that our souls are restless. Mm-hmm. You know, our mm-hmm. mind, you know, is just uh, wild and goes in, off in all kinds right. of directions. Mm-hmm. Uh, our emotions are so volatile. Mm-hmm. And uh, even our will, you know, our choices are not always uh, the best choices. Right. So uh, we have restless souls. In mm-hmm. fact, the Lord described himself as the shepherd of your souls. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The shepherd of your souls. So. Yes. And I think there's another verse that says, our souls are restless mm-hmm. until we find rest in him. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, um, the time you're talking about in the morning, I think all of us believers probably feel like, you know, I've got a lot to learn about how to spend time with the Lord how to uh, be in his presence. And the Lord told us, you know, to, to do so in a, at least part of your time in a private way. Mm-hmm. You know, go into your closet. I don't mm-hmm. think that's necessarily physical or literal, but it does mean a place that's shut off, you know, from everything else. Mm-hmm. Um, um, but, you know, many times we, we're t- perhaps too religious mm-hmm. and too formal. And if you were, you know, going out to have a time with your very best, closest friend, you know, you wouldn't be uh, so agenda conscious. You would just, uh, you know, like you said, you know, want to have a a conversation. You know, you want to know more about them and uh, they want to know more about you. You want to know about more of what's on the Lord's heart, Mm -hmm. what he wants to do today. Right. Who he wants to touch, how he wants to work through you, mm-hmm. and uh, it, it's it's mutual. He, we just if we could learn how to just say, Lord, you know, this is not fair. You can see me, but I can't see you. Mm-hmm. You can hear me, Lord, mm-hmm. but I can't hear you. <laughs> At least audibly, physically. Yeah. So, Lord, help me. Mm-hmm. Help me to know you with this third sense. Mm-hmm. You know, my regenerated, activated, enlivened mm-hmm. human spirit yes. uh, that you have birthed in me. Mm-hmm. And uh, I believe the Lord will honor our prayers when they're very simple. Yes. When they're very genuine. Um, I've been so guilty of coming to the Lord, you know, with some kind of a shopping list. Mm-hmm. You know, here's what I need fixed. <laughs> here's here's the problems I've got. Yes. Uh, how about this, Lord? How about mm-hmm. that one, Lord? How about this person, Lord? Mm-hmm. Uh, but yet, you know, we would never do an intimate, close friend, mm-hmm. you know, that way. Mm-hmm. We would just want to be with them. Mm-hmm. And... Um, uh, you know, the Lord, I, I'm always impressed that, a, that Abraham was described mm-hmm. as a friend. Yes. A friend. Mm-hmm. A friend of God. <laughs> Isn't that too wonderful? It's great. It's great. And, you know, you touched on something, you know, as you were talking and sharing, you know, about just, just being who you are mm-hmm. before God. You know, we don't have to put on a facade. Or show because God already knows. Mm-hmm. He's all seeing. He's all knowing. Mm-hmm. He already knows. So he he wants us to be honest with him because he can take it. 
Mm-hmm. You know, he made us. He created us. He knows more about us than we know about ourselves, you know, so we can share our most deepest, uh, intimate thoughts and feelings, you know, with the Lord because he can take it. You know, he's the Lord God Almighty. You Mm -hmm. know, he's the strong rested one. He can handle it. You know, the weight of the world is on his shoulders and he still stands, you know. So God wants us to be honest uh, with him, you know, because he wants, like I said at the beginning, he wants to be intimate with us. Mm-hmm. He wants us to share these things with him because he does consider us to be his friends. You know? You know, when you're with a friend, you know, you can you can lighten up. Mm-hmm. You know, the weight comes off when you're with a good friend, a good buddy, you know, somebody yeah. that you've known for a long time and you've shared a lot of your your intimate uh, life stories with this person. You know, they know your struggles. You know, they know where you've come from and where you've been, but yet they still accept you as their friend. Mm-hmm. You know, because of the love that you have, you know, for each other. So it is with the Lord. You know, he loves us with an everlasting love, you mm-hmm. know, an unconditional love. You know, he knows about our dirt. You know, he knows about those times that we fell down and that we we turned our backs on him and we went back to the world. You know, but he still loves us, you know, because his word washes, mm-hmm. his word cleanses, his word sanctifies, mm-hmm. you know, his word sets us free. You know, the truth of his word sets us free, you know, that he said he'd never leave us nor forsake us. He's faithful to his promise. You know, he's just waiting on us to come back. So um, that's just the kind of God we serve, Brother Lowell. It is. Um, and, you know, those things that we have uh, failed and uh, mm-hmm. uh, we have the wonderful blood, oh, yes. you know, that is very adequate mm-hmm. to cover us, mm-hmm. that forgives us. Yes. And, uh, allows us to go on and enjoy mm-hmm. uh, his life. I think you, you might have mentioned uh, dependent. Mm-hmm. What, do you, what do you think it means to be dependent on the Lord? Well, I think it means that <laughs> we, we can't make it on our own. It requires something greater than ourselves. To be dependent on the Lord means, you know, life itself. You know, because without Him, you know, I am nothing. You know, to be dependent on God equals life. You know, you were talking about that regenerated or regened self or life or spirit. You know, that's what it means to be dependent on the Lord. You know, once my spirit has been regened or regenerated, you know, I understand that the life that I now live is through Him, it's through Christ. I live, Paul said, I move and I have my being. You know, in Christ, not in myself, it's in Him. And apart from Him, there's nothing but death. But in Him, in Him, there's life everlasting, mm-hmm. you know. So being dependent on Him means I choose life, you know. I can't live without you. Mm-hmm. Outside of you, there's nothing left but death, you know. So therefore, I'm dependent on you to live. And when you, st- you mentioned about starting uh, the day. Mm-hmm. In the Word and in prayer and having this uh, conversation, mm-hmm. um, praying and reading, reading and praying, mm-hmm. pray reading, yes, read praying, <laughs> whatever it is. <laughs> yes, whichever way you want to turn it. <laughs> yeah. ex- explain that a little bit. That may be a new, very new okay. concept to um, many of our fellow brothers and okay. sisters. Pray reading um, is very interesting. It's an interesting concept, but it's actually giving God back to himself, you know, taking God's word 
and praying it, speaking it back to him in the form of a prayer. You know, God is love. You know, you can break those three words down and pray those three words. Just start with God. God, you are, you know, you're here in my now. You know, you're here in my present, present, you know, your spirit, you know, God, he's with me, you know, God, you are, God is, you know, you're right here in my now, God, you see me now, right where I'm at. You can meet me, you know, right here in my bedroom, right here in my car, right here in my workplace, in my job, you know, right here in the middle of my mess, <laughs> because God is, you know, God is, he's spirit. If you didn't get any further than God is, that's a good beginning. <laughs> exactly. <right? laughs> He's here right now. He sees it. And then you want to tack on the love. You know, God is love. He loves me. You know, love is the essence of who our God is. You know, He's patient. He's kind. He's not rude. He's not puffed up. You know, He keeps no record of our wrongs. And we confess those things to him, our shortcomings. You know, he casts those things into the sea of forgetfulness. He's not reminding us of, of our wrongdoings. That's not his voice. You know, we're hearing the wrong voice. You know, the word tells us that Satan is the accuser of the brethren, not God. So God is not bringing, bringing up our past mistakes because he loves us and love wouldn't do that. You know. So with three words. Mm -hmm. Out of the Bible, mm -hmm. you've had a, a minute or two of a worship experience, mm -hmm. and uh, this your spirit has touched the spirit. Mm -hmm. And according to First Corinthians fifteen forty five, mm -hmm. the spirit today mm -hmm. is the life giving, Zoe giving, yes. eternal life giving. Yes, and uh, so we we get in. Uh, as it says, uh, and so I think it's Psalm one nineteen. The word enlivens us mm -hmm. because we have we've we've touched the life that's in the word. Mm -hmm. You know, a brother one time gave me a very simple illustration that stuck with me. Um, and I know you're originally from Georgia, which claims they have a lot of peanuts. You know, <laughs> um, but he says, you know, the the words, the letters on the page are like the shell on a peanut. Mm -hmm. You know. Mm -hmm. um, it's 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 fine and valuable, mm -hmm. but it's not helpful, nourishing, or tasty until you break open the shell. Yes, and get the goody out of it. Yes, and the Lord Jesus, as we've said in uh, John six sixty three, says the words mm -hmm. that I speak to you our spirit, spirit and life. Mm -hmm. So we've got to break open this uh, this shell on the page there, those those letters, those words, and uh, get <laughs> the the life out of the word. Yes. And uh, when we touch it with our spirit, like you just so beautifully demonstrated for us mm -hmm. by chewing on it, Mm -hmm. uh, we're starting to uh, experience maybe what Jeremiah was talking about when he said, I found your words. Yes. But he didn't stop there. There's not a period. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, many times we, people of God, may just stop there. Um, that was the criticism of God's people in um, Hebrews chapter 4, verse 2. They had the word. 
but it didn't profit them because they didn't mix it. Yes. There's got to be some mixing here. Some mingling. <laughs> got to be some mingling, mm-hmm. yes. He said you have to mix it with faith. And uh, the best uh, way I know to do that is what you've said is we... we uh, we masticated, I think, is the $10 word of chewing on something. Um, and uh, we digest it, turn it back to the Lord in some sort of uh, uh, praise, some sort of thanksgiving, some sort of confession. And um, we've got to realize that the Lord's words are the highest words. Yes. His thoughts are the highest thoughts. Mm-hmm. So why should I try to come up with something? Right, exactly. <laughs> of my own. I have the highest you know? words right here. <laughs> Create, yeah. you know, do some creating, you know. Exactly. Uh, I'm going to come up short, so I can just take uh, his 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 words and give them back to them. I want to offer our listeners uh, a couple things that uh, we're touching on here that I think will help them. They tend to be kind of textbooks that we're using. Um, one of them, um, you mentioned about the body, soul, and the spirit. One of the best uh, helps I've gotten on that is a book called The Economy of God, mm-hmm. and it's available free to anybody who would like a copy. It's called The Economy of God. It has nothing to do with finances and nothing to do with prosperity, uh, nothing to do with uh, physical riches. Uh, it comes from the word um, in Timothy where Paul told Timothy, don't teach anything in the church except the economia of God, meaning how God operates, how he um, functions. And um, that's the name of this book. You can get a copy free by going to bfa.org. That stands for Bibles for America. Somebody's already paid for your copy, and you'll get a a lot of help with what uh, Latasha has been sharing with us about the three realms of physical, psychological, and uh, spiritual. Also, I want to remind you of something we've mentioned before several times, that if you'd like uh, some help with uh, starting your day with the Lord, uh, you can get a free subscription to emana.com. That's E-M-A-N-N-A dot com. And during the night, they will send you a few verses of Scripture especially selected for your day and a paragraph or two of help in enjoying those uh, those verses so again uh, if you look if you'd like to start but don't know exactly how which book of the bible to read first that's a good way to start uh, giving the lord the first 10 15 or 20 minutes of your day uh, with some verses from his word some opening to him and uh kicking off your day being as our sister shared dependent on him mm-hmm. in front of uh, not the tree of good and evil mm-hmm. but in front of the tree of life tell us about the tree of life <laughs> <laughs> well the tree of life is is it's a wonderful thing um, you know you were talking about God's word and how it's the highest standard you know it, re- it represents um, you know the highest gift um, that God can give to us, which is himself, because God himself is life. You know, Jesus said that I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life, you know. And I think this is one of those concepts that we as Christians don't think about a lot, but the tree of life was actually God himself. 
you know, God offering himself to us because he is life, you know. Um, so, it, and, and, and that tree was available in the garden, you know, for Adam and for Eve to, to partake of, you know, to eat from. So, um, he nourishes us, you know, he's food for us. And as you were sharing a few minutes ago, I, the scripture, Mark, uh, Matthew 4 and 4 came where he says, man shall not live by bread alone, you know, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God, you know. So God's word is our very life, you know, all scripture, 2 Timothy three sixteen is God breathed, it's his breath, it's his life to us. You know, that tree in the garden, that tree of life represents my dependency on God, you know, because without him, I am nothing. <laughs> without him, I will surely die, <laughs> you know. So that tree of life, you know, is something that's essential, you know, to who I am. You know, if I lose that, you know, I lose my identity, you know, I lose who I am, you know, I'm lost, you know. Without God's life, his spirit, his life-giving spirit, you know, being in me. Now, Natasha, you mentioned that you had enjoyed um, a chapter called uh, Two Principles of Living. Mm -hmm. you, uh, I think that was uh, one of the chapters in um, the basic elements of yes. Christian life, something mm -hmm. like that. Mm -hmm. Do you... Uh, we want to touch on that just briefly, the two principles of living? Well, um, I think it all points back to, um, you know, God's Word, mm -hmm. um, being able to digest His Word, uh, to chew on it, to meditate upon it, um, and to really absorb the nutrients and the nourishment that comes, you know, from taking in or meditating upon his word. You know, when we eat something, uh, we chew on it, we swallow it, you know, it becomes a part of who we are. You know, it begins to assimilate, assimilate, you know, with us, with our bodies. You know, we've all heard that phrase, you are what you eat, you know. So when we eat more of God, you know, we should begin to resemble God, you know, who he is. You know, we should begin to sound like him, you know, talk like him, look like him. You know, our faces should begin to glow. You know, when people see us, they'll say, oh, you have a glow about you. You know, what's that all about? You know, but it's just that we've been spending that time, you know, in the Lord's presence, you know, in his word, eating his word, not just reading it, not just studying it, but eating it, you know. And it actually becomes a part of who we are, you know, a part of our being. We're uh, having some fellowship with uh, Latasha McCoy, who we met uh, through the Tallahassee Christian College and Training Center. Um, she's mentioning a chapter from uh, a book called Basic Elements of the Christian Life. We'd like to give you a copy free. It's actually three small volumes, about uh, 10 or 11 chapters in it. Very, very practical. If you'd like a copy of Basic Elements of the Christian Life, 
you can go to bfa.org and they'll send you uh, all three volumes uh, at no charge. Again, it's called Basic Elements of the Christian Life. Um, We're going to take a short break and be back for some closing fellowship with uh, Latasha. And Doug Apple will take care of that. We'll be right back for more fellowship. be saved when I live and work in such a degraded situation. And with many other words, he solemnly testified and exhorted them, saying, Be saved from this crooked generation. Acts chapter 2 verse 40. Salvation is to be carried out by God, but man needs to be active to receive what God intends to do. At the time of Pentecost, everything concerning God's full salvation had been prepared, and the Holy Spirit was poured out as the application and full blessing of God's salvation, ready for man to receive. In this matter, God is waiting for man, and man needs to take the initiative. Man, be saved. Scripture, Acts 2, verse 40, and commentary from the New Testament Recovery Version published by Living Stream Ministry. For more information, visit lsm.org. This is Lowell Jackson with a great way for you to be a better steward in your living. As you know, the Lord loves a cheerful giver. You'll have a little more cheer if you apply this particular strategy. It's called a qualified charitable distribution. If you are age 70 and a half, you can give directly from your IRA to a charity, like for example, Tallahassee Christian College and Training Center would be one of my favorites because it has the view of the whole body of Christ and ministering to all God's people. It does not take on the characteristic of income as long as you do it directly from your IRA to the charity. If you'd like to discuss this with our friends over at Tallahassee Christian College and Training Center, ask for Jackie. And the number is 513-1000. That's 513-1000. Hallelujah! He has made me glad. 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 Oh, He's made me glad. I will rejoice for He's made me glad. Thank you. Apple. Doug makes it so easy for us to uh, have uh, fellowship. This is Lowell Jackson, and that's what we call this time together, just uh, trying to enjoy the life that is flowing from the throne to the body of Christ and from member to member. It's a dynamic, uh, mystical, but very experiential uh, supply of God coming to man. And we've been having some fellowship today with uh, Latasha McCoy, who has just started her uh, first uh, semester over at uh, Tallahassee Christian College and Training Center. And, um, you know, Latasha, you must have gotten over kind of a hurdle there 
uh, when somebody told you about the school, they said, you know, do I really want to go back to school and college and this and that? And so you've probably had a few concepts and uh, a few reservations and uh, so a lot of questions. Uh, so now that you, uh, you know, stepped into the Red Sea and it parted a little bit for you, uh, what, what would you say to others who said, who, me, go back to school, take classes, go to college? What, 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 what do you mean? Not me, I'm busy. <laughs> I would say take the step of faith. Take the step of faith. Because once you take that first step, you know, God shows you a little bit more. But that first step is an act of obedience, you know, to the Lord. I could feel the Spirit leading me in that direction. You know, sure, I pondered it, you know, in my mind. Is, is it the right time? Can I afford it? You know, all these different things. That soulish realm, you know, that mind. Um but as I began to quiet my soul and to listen to the voice of the Spirit, you know, he was saying, go, you know, do it. This is where I'm calling you, you know. And when I did it, you know, more opportunities came. You know, I'm glad I did. I'm glad I did it because, you know, the money, the money is not an issue. You know, that there's, you know, a payment plan that you can get on if you need to do that. You know, it's interest free. You know, tuition is an option. You know, so all the things that my soul, you know, was in a stir about, you know, really didn't matter, you know, because God had already worked that out, you know, and I know that I'm walking, you know, in his plan, his purpose for my life. You know, I like the motto that the school has, you know, higher learning for a higher purpose. So, you know, it, it brings me joy, you know, in my spirit to know that I'm doing this for a higher purpose. It's for something greater than Latasha, you know, um, and everybody is welcome there, you know, come with your perspective, you know, and as we all put our different perspectives together, our different angles together, you know, we'll have a better picture of what it is that God wants to do and what he's saying, you know, in this day and in this time. So I would say to those students who are pondering whether or not they have the time, you know, whether they can do it, whether they can afford it, I would say take the step of faith towards God. Well, that's good fellowship, my dear sister. Um, this is Lowell Jackson, and we've been having fellowship. And if you would like to take just maybe a tiny step, in terms of what our sister is recommending uh, to you, uh, reach out to our friends over at um, Tallahassee Christian College and Training Center so you can stop by for a visit, walk around. Uh, they'll be happy to uh, show you around, discuss the possibilities. Uh, you can go online. It's a good place to start as well. TCCTC.org. Their phone number uh, is 513-1000. And they are there uh, Monday through Thursdays, normal business hours, Monday through Thursday. This is Lowell Jackson. We've been having a fellowship. Thank you, Doug Apple. We'll do it again. Is my strength, the joy of the Lord is my strength.